0: Hi, I'm Marty Grusani, and this is The Marty Grusani Show. As a full-time real estate investor and business owner, I have a real fascination of finding the key principles for business success and personal development. This show is a reflection of my personal mission to find out what truly makes somebody successful in business and in life. We will find tools and tactics that they've used to reach those levels. If you're the type of person is not satisfied with average, and you have a hunger for learning that will never cease, this show is for you. Welcome to the show. All right, so what are you working on? what's the What's the problem? You have a roof that you can't get,
1: you can't get your contractors to. I can do, but I got a quote for twenty two thousand dollars, and I don't want to spend that much.
0: No, it's insane.
1: It's a gigantic roof, though, dude. Ah, full and tear
0: off,
1: obviously. Full tear off, like yeah. gutters, fascia, like it needs everything. This house is mint, but I don't want to spend. That's the most I've ever spent on a roof, ever.
0: Is that what you're hearing from a couple people, or is that just the one person?
1: That was just the one guy. My other guy that I usually use has been on vacation in Jamaica for a month, but he comes back tomorrow. So, I don't know. We'll see. And then I had James go over. So, we'll see what he says, but I'm sure it's not going to be much cheaper.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shout out to James Goff, great roofer. Yeah, it's tough. It's That's like the biggest challenge when we're looking at flips is – that roof cost is just – it's
1: bananas. It's literally, it's literally 30% of my budget. 30% yeah. of my budget, gone.
0: Gone. <laughs> and you need it done. You know what I mean? It's like that's – it needs to be done. I mean, oh, my God. Aren't flips the best when you walk up to a property and the roof's done? Oh, or you could just like do <laughs> – you can do a quick re-roof and you're like, yeah. good to go, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like if they do the need roof, it's like they're like, yeah, no, there's there's three layers, and you're just like <laughs> – yeah. Dang it. Yeah, Damn, You just do the, the full tear for me. Because, uh, I mean, the prices from 2019, 2020 to now are... Exactly they're not a piv- Yeah, they're, they're not, so yeah. different. They're so different. Yeah. But that's one of the reasons why we've all pivoted, right? That's one of the reasons why there's been pivots made in your business. And that's really why I wanted to have you on because, you know, everyone knows... You've been somebody who is a tried and true buy-and-holder. You've flipped houses, you've done some assignments, but really, you know, buy and hold and flipping has been, you know, your was your bread and butter for, you know, five, six years. You were able to leave the mm-hmm. job, right? He was yeah. you know, for those who don't know, this is Ben tanucci a really good friend of mine who is a mentor in a way. I mean, he really paved the way of Going in, pivoting to commercial uh, self storage, owns a bunch of storage storage facilities, owns uh, a bunch of Airbnbs. But what he got really excited about, and this is what I wanted to have him on, is talk about uh, laundromats. Yeah. And why don't we start there? I mean, why? First of all, why did you stop with buy and holds, and why laundromats? But maybe first, why did you stop buying your your buy and holds?
1: Yeah, um I mean I think we have all experienced it with this city and with COVID really put a damper on everything. So, I mean that was my that was my game, right? Was buy and hold. We were up to like 40 houses at one point. And it was going well before, you know, 2019 it was great, right? That was the goal, buy and hold everything, get some appreciation over time, get some, you know, get some cash flow now to live off of, but then 2019, you know, city of Rochester Passed laws in the middle of the night that kind of screwed us, and it was still okay. And then COVID hit, and was like, "Hey, you know what? You guys are going to take the hit, and you're not going to be able to do anything about it." So, I mean, at that point, you know, two years ago, I decided I either have to, I either have to get a full time maintenance guy because the turns were killing me. They, you know, they cash flow on paper, and then you have a turn move out, and you got to put ten grand in it to turn it over so it was either hire a full time maintenance guy or find something else and from there i was like you know what it's probably not worth it anymore it's such a headache dealing with tenants dealing with all the bullshit that comes with it let's fr- let's try to find something else so from there it was self storage and, and then laundromats was a goal so kind of cash flow versus you know equity built properties and kind of mend them together, and have both, you know, cash flow at, right now, and long term holds, and equity in the back end. So That was kind of our goal. That's one of the big problems was the
0: COVID and the new laws that you know your state made, where it made it evicting for those who don't know very made it a lot more difficult. Uh, a lot longer notices. You, someone who lived there for longer than two years you have to give them ninety days of notice. And then it's just, a, it's a bunch of just red tape of, you know, you'd have to have something certified mail. So they have to receive the the different notices. And uh, there there was a big push for the city of Rochester really having a budget in their, in, in, in the city budget for basically having attorneys to fight for the non-paying tenants through legal aid. So it, it was a whole... It's a really just. It's really tough, and you know, and money goes to where it's treated the best. And mm-hmm. if money isn't treated well in single family rentals, then you're going to look for other places to put capital, right? I mean, it's exactly. just, that's that's the way it works, and that means other states. You know, Ben, you talk about why you started looking at other states, and 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 well, why don't we start with this? After you stopped buying single family houses, what did you do?
1: So after I stopped buying, I started looking for alternate investments, right? Because, I mean, you got to have cash flow. You got to live. Now that I'm full-time doing this, it was something where you have to have money coming in or else you're not going to sustain. So I ended up joining Storage Rebellion Group because I wanted to learn how to do self-storage, which is great. It's a great company. It's a great business. Great group of guys. So if anybody wants to get into storage, uh, SRU is the way to go. It's awesome. But started doing that, bought a couple of deals. but it's just the cash flow on those are not nearly as high as what you know what you see for for single families or for residential in terms of how much money you're putting in. Right. So you could buy a facility that's a million dollars and it would cash flow twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year. Right. You could take a million dollars and go buy real estate and buy residential stuff or you know, multifamily stuff. And that million dollars is gonna stretch a lot further. So so that's what I started seeing now, granted. There, you can still find great deals at cash flow well. Chris Lawrence is one of those people that do that. He crushes it. He finds great deals. But he puts a lot of time and, and money into trying to find those deals. I just, unfortunately, don't have that, having kids and a life at home. So I've it was- i five kids, by the way. Yeah, five kids. Five kids. <laughs> Literally so. hiding. In, I'm hiding in my bedroom right now because <laughs> I don't have an office yet. <laughs> so- uh, so. No. But yeah, so after that it was like okay, what else? What else can I get that cash flow without dealing with the headache as much? And for me that was laundromats. Now there is still mm-hmm. headache at right? Still mm-hmm. headache with that. But at some point no matter what investment you're going to have there's going to be some level of headache. You just got to figure out what you want to tolerate and who you want to tolerate. For me it was I'd rather deal with machines than deal with tenants. And yeah. that's kind of why we pivoted. I love that. I think that's
0: it must be nice to be clear on what you wanted to do, right? Because there's so many things you can do in real estate. And, you know, who does you? Do? You dabbled uh, and you've done them successfully. You know, storage, you've done successfully. The single family, you've done, you know, flipping, you've done successfully. But, you know, this is like a new thing where it's like, yeah, but I know what I want to do. I'm very clear now on what I want to accomplish. And I want more of a a business where it's a transaction, really, you know, instead of yeah. me being the the punching bag. And being left holding the bag, a lot of times, like it can be in residential, especially residential single family rentals. So let's let's talk about then the laundromat deal. Let's let's talk about it. You know, soup to nuts. What? Where did you find it? How'd you find it? How do you finance laundromats? How do you buy the equipment? Is it it expensive? Is it not? Like, what what does that all look like?
1: So it's very expensive. That's one of the biggest hurdles with laundromats is that they cost a lot of money to get up and running if you're building from ground up, which is what I did. My thought was I didn't want to rent anything. A lot of people will go in and they'll rent a space and then put a laundromat in there. The problem with doing that is that you can't get your cash out. And being a real estate investor, I always look at okay, how can I get my money in and how can I get my money out? Yeah. If it's You know, if I can keep all my money in my own pocket at the end of a refi at six months or a year, then essentially that building didn't cost me anything. And even if it makes no money, somebody else is still paying down my debt. You know, Mm. that's made sense to me. But this building we bought was on the market. It was on the MLS. It was sitting. It used to be a restaurant and it it was in a prime location. There was not a laundromat within the area. We have been looking in that area for a while. And it came up and we're like, you know what, let's go for it. So I bought it. I 1031'd a couple rentals to purchase it. So I owned it and bought it outright. And I did the build out myself as well. So build out's tough. It's expensive as hell. Um, Because of the amount of demand of of utilities, you have to put a lot of money into utilities, obviously. So unlike a residential unit, um, you have... My laundromat has 15 washing machines. Six of them are, four of them are 65 pounders. There's three of them that are 40 pounders. Because of that, it needs a lot of water, right? Yeah. So I had to grade my my water line, which was three quarter inch. I had to put a two inch water line in. It's not cheap to do that at all. And you have to work with the city to do it. And it's a pain in the ass and it takes months. I lucked out because... In my side yard of my property, there was a brand new line put in like three years ago. So I didn't have to go across the road, which is much more. They have to cut the road, tie into the tie into the main. They have to shut the road down. And mine is on South Plymouth, which is a very busy street. It's right next yeah. to the street turnaround. So to do that, I mean you're talking forty, fifty thousand dollars just to put a water line in. It is not cheap at all. So. Did
0: you look into that? Like, did you not know that before I you had bought no it? No
1: idea. No <laughs> idea. No <laughs> idea. I yeah. had no idea. And he sure. started, you know, I there's like two guys in the city of Rochester that do that kind of work. Advanced piping is the one that I use. And I was talking to him and he's like, well, you know, he's like if it's going to be around 40 grand, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm already over budget. Like, I'm like, what am I going to do? And then we were talking with the city and they're like, Hey, you know, there's a water line right there. I'm like, thank God. Like it saved saved me $30,000. That
0: is huge. And guys, by the way, Ben deserved this one. He deserved this oh, win. Because if brutal. you know some of the other deals, just talk to him about some of them at, at, at a meetup. He'll, he'll be happy to tell you. But geez, you, you get to learn so much, though, when you go through those, right? I mean, yeah. that's, really where you, oh, yeah. that's really the nuggets for the next deal where you can win. And you can actually have a real budget together because you know what those things actually cost. And so there, there's you don't, you can't lose. It's just winning and learning, right? But God, you like to win a little bit more than learning sometimes. Yeah.
1: Um, oh. But I did, you know, like you said, I learned a ton from this one. Like right. when I get went into that for a build out budget, I had no idea. I'm like, oh, plumbing would be like five grand. It can't be that much. I was so far off on that. But now the next one, I'm like, I know exactly how much this is going to cost me because I got to put a two inch water line in. I got to put a two inch gas line in. You know, everything's got to be inch and a half plumbing. I right. ran into that when I opened up. I had issues with my machines because I didn't have enough water going to them. It was a fiasco. But. So,
0: well, what is that then? You bought, you bought. So you know how to buy the real estate, right? We know it's yep. like that part you knew. Uh, yep. This fits because you're like, I did my, you know, the case study, or I looked around. There's not a lot of these laundromats around this area, and it, this is a prime location. A lot of, uh you know, that's a, that's a higher traffic count, probably people driving by it, they can see the sign. So like, it's right on the road. I, I, you know, the, the location matters, obviously, but how do you finance the business side? Do you SBA that is that like, how would you do it again? Maybe would yeah. you, do, do, or what would you, how would you recommend people go about it? Would you say, yeah, maybe a small, a small business loan would be the way to go, Obviously, having been in this business for a long time, you might have some different um, experience with private lenders. But how would it work for someone maybe new looking at a laundromat?
1: It's tough, man. It really is tough. Um, I don't know about SBA if they would even touch it because it's it's a long time frame and it's really hard to project your income. Uh, If I was to do it again, we have another one that is under contract on a building. So hopefully... That will go through for new laundromat, but my goal for this one is, I'm gonna do a bank loan on the purchase so I can keep some of my capital for the build out. And you can get equipment, you can get equipment loans. They're ah. not great terms though. That was a problem, sure. yeah. So when I originally did mine, I had I I paid for the building and I paid for the build out myself. So I was like, all right, I gotta finance these these machines. It was two hundred thousand dollars in machines. It's not cheap. So it's like, how am I going to do this? So I started looking around. Northwestern does it. But when I talked to them, they were like, yeah, it's going to be, we'll give you an eight-year term. It's 9.5% interest. So the payment was like $4,000 a month on $200,000. It just didn't make sense. Um, I went to our lender and I was like, hey, you want to put a mortgage on the property for the $200,000? You can finance this and I'm going to refi you out. And it's a third of the cost. Yeah. Um, So that's the way I did it there with the new one. I'm going to probably put a bank loan on the purchase and then I'm going to try to go through CAB. I know they will do equipment financing as well, but they are very thorough, let's say, on the front end in terms of what they want to see. So they want to see... Breakdown per month of your income for the first two years, which is when they told me that I was like, "Man, that's too much work. I don't want to do it." You know. Um, <laughs> right. Now I have a better idea, is because I had no idea. I'm like, "How the hell am I ever going to project that?" Now right. that I've seen it, I can I can actually kind of build an Excel form format and lay it out based on what I've already done. So it should be a little bit easier.
0: What are the, what do the machines have to make? Like, right. So like, let's say you bought, so these, if these machines yeah. are $200,000 and that's mm-hmm. over five, oh, what is that? You said 10 machines or 16 machines?
1: It's seven pounders. So we got seven and four is 11 and three is, we have 14 washers and 16 dryers.
0: Okay. Do you know Because this is, again, this isn't real estate, right? So now this is business. This is a different business. But do you have like an idea of like, all right, if a machine costs 10 grand, they really need to make X amount a month? Like, is it, do you break Mm -hmm. it down to like, each machine really needs to be putting X amount, X amount out? Because, you know, you got the water costs, the, you know, Mm -hmm. all these different things are in like what it's, what should somebody be looking for if they're like, "All right, if I'm going to buy this ten thousand dollar machine, it should make X amount a month." What, what, are, this, what are those yeah. numbers? And, 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 and clarifying because I'm obviously don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just I'm thinking yeah. of I'm thinking out loud of
1: I buy a machine, I need it to make X a year. So the national average for turns. So everything's based on turns. Like how many times is that machine running per day? Yeah, uh, which is the turn. The national average is two and a half turns a day. So. The way you figure it out is very simple. You figure out what you're going to charge for a machine. You make an Excel spreadsheet. You say, okay, these are the machines that I'm going to have in here. I'm going to project that these are going to turn two and a half times, or I usually do like one and a half to two times a day and say, what is my bottom line? What am I making gross? Mm-hmm. And then from there, you're just going to extract out you know, your water, your rg the basic stuff. If you're putting in new machines, the water is really not that much. It doesn't okay. cause that much because they're very high efficient machines. Like my South Plymouth one, my RG bill is like 160 bucks a month. Wow. So it's pretty low. They're very, they're very high efficient. They run well, but yeah, that's how, I mean, that's how you break it down. And, and there's a lot of machines in that, in that, in that one, like a lot of really nice, really big machines. So that sounds like yeah. a really good deal. Yeah. And the goal and the goal, if you're going to open up a laundromat is you want big machines everybody that uses a laundromat goes and uses the big machines. Like mm-hmm. our 65 pounders, when I open up the coin box on, they're full. And then I'll go over to our little 22 pounders. There's like 10 bucks in there, Nobody mm-hmm. wants them, the big machines. And that's what makes it tough. Cause there's a lot of people out there that have smaller laundromats and they, you know, if somebody comes into, into that area with a bigger machine, it kind of runs you out of business. Wow.
0: Interesting. So, and now wouldn't it be simpler just to buy, laundry machine, laundromats yeah. that are already functioning, or is it, yeah, the the juice worth the squeeze on developing? Because now you kind of have you know the know how. But like for a beginner, what would you say if you could have done it again? Would you, yeah, hey, you know it was good. I, I I'm glad I got punched in the face a few times. I learned so much. Or what would you do? What would you say to people?
1: Yeah, I, it's going to be easier for people who are beginners and that don't have as much money to To try to buy a laundromat. And the reason yeah. why that is is because you can go to a bank and say, hey, th- I'm buying this building and it comes with this business and it's making X. It's going to yeah. be way more, way more, way more intriguing to the bank to fund yeah. that versus, hey, I'm going to buy a building and I'm going to put this into it and it's not going to be up and running for a year. Can you give me money? You know, it doesn't sound the same. <laughs> it's very <laughs> difficult to buy a laundromat though. Like nobody wants to sell them. I've reached out to everybody in the area and nobody wants to sell them. And if they do, they want, you know, ridiculous amounts of money. The thing with buying a laundromat though, is you got to look at the age of the machines. Most of the ones in the city are very old, very old machines. And it's there, like I said, it's very expensive to replace those. There's one in, there's one in Penfield that I looked at. It was a rental. And I mean, I'm not kidding you. These machines were older than I was. They Uh. had I mean, they have duct tape holding the doors on and things like that. Oh God, you know, it was wild. And she wanted an astronomical amount for that facility, but, but I mean, does it crush? It, she brings in eight grand a month. Yeah, so I mean, right. it, it's a good deal. But, but I mean, you're paying rent, which was going to go up to like four grand a month. So, and then you got to put in three hundred thousand dollars in machines. Doesn't make sense, right? Doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, you got yeah. you got to make money. You got to make money, like, you know.
0: Sooner than, you know, seven to 10 years
1: down the road. (laughs) Exactly. And you can't refi that out, right? Well, you buy this, put all the machines in there. There's your money stuck in that, in that facility until you get it all back. Because you don't, you don't own the real estate. So, but if it was a big, like if I was a beginner and I could find somebody that wanted to sell, it is a good way to go. If you can buy it, because all your utilities are there, they're ready to go. And then, if you don't have enough money to go buy a new machine, let the facility pay for it. You know, don't take a cut, buy it for, you know, $400,000 or $500,000. If it's bringing in eight grand a month, save that money up, buy a new machine, and then do it again and over again mm-hmm. and over. That's so that a way great way to do it. Exactly. You don't have to have the money. You're, you're putting brand new machines. You're going to get more business. They're going to be much more efficient. It's going to cut down on your utility bills, and you don't have to come out of pocket on it. What are
0: the machines to buy? Like, what's the best quality? Is it just, it? you find them on Lowe's? Is it Home Depot? Yeah. Where do you, where do you find can, these things?
1: I can tell you, don't ever buy a Maytag washer in your life. Cause I have them now and I have been fighting with Maytag for the past six months, four months. Oh Jesus. It's been since day one, I have had issues. If it wasn't for the washing machines, I would be there once a week, which is, which is ideal. And that's to clean out the machines and collect the money. But these freaking machines are such a pain in the ass. So I'll never buy them again. Electra What's Luxor, the problem with like, them? Their their design of their door lock is all screwed up on their bigger machines. So their smaller ones, the twenty two pounders, work fine, but the sixty five pounders and the forty pounders, essentially, it has a prong that goes into a hole that has teeth. But when they when you open the door, the the teeth don't open. So the next person mm. uses that machine. The next person to use a machine, the door doesn't close. And they can't they can't run the wash. You got to go over there, you got to pop the prong. It's like it's such a pain in the ass. And it's been happening for oh. four months. So don't get wow. me started. With I'll be here all day <laughs> <random about that. laughs> Don't get me started. It's so, like I just need that, you to do the one yeah.
0: thing. The guy wants right. to just open the door. Right. And shut like, it.
1: I I also want are machines that work properly. That's all I'm asking. It's not like I'm asking a lot. I paid a lot oh. of money for these machines. Right. You know, right. come on. So the next one it'll probably I'll probably put Electrolux machines in them and that's just something you gotta you get reach out to the representative you know one of their reps they'll come out and they'll get you a quote on them
0: is there a money making opportunity with also then supplying the the different like the the like the laundry like the the laundry detergent and the mm-hmm. like what what's kind of like what what does that look like I mean is it yeah is it anything real serious or is it just kind of like an add on and oh, by the way, it doesn't really
1: matter. It doesn't really move the needle much. Yeah. I mean, every, when you're dealing with amounts, right, every quarter counts because mm. every, you all of your business is through quarters. So anything that you can increase your bottom line is what you want to do. So for us, we have the the soap machines. We buy the soaps for 50 cents. We, we sell them for $1.25. It's not like it's a crazy, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're doing volume, that right. adds up completely, right? That's over a hundred percent markup. So things like that, you know, ATM machines where you take a cut. I know Jeremy Fisher does that. Vending machines, same thing. If you can take a cut, those things add up. Wall space. Yeah, they do. Jeremy sells his wall space, which is a great idea. So What's he'll that? have. Some, so essentially, somebody will come in and they'll they'll advertise and put a poster up on his wall and they'll write him a check every year for doing that. He rents the wall space, which is. Super smart. It's a great way to do it. I just want to rent wall space. That's all I want to do. All just rent wall all space. I
0: do billboards. If I if right. you could get into that right. business, I that yeah. would be that would be the best.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's very smart. So, but yeah, any other in any income is what you're looking for. Because, like I said, you're literally dealing with quarters all day.
0: Right. So. Dealing with quarters all day, it, but what about like using like credit card machines? How does that work? Is that is that one of Maybe. the things that you would want to do, or, or how, how do people like? Could, do you have to use quarters, or can you go with the credit card machines? Or how does that all work? Yeah.
1: So in the city of Rochester, you typically want an option for both, just because not everybody uses credit cards in the city of Rochester. Suburb is a little bit different. You can get away with just a card machine. I know the one in Brighton is only card, is only card, so there's no quarters there. The one in East Rochester is a similar setup, but I believe he takes both. We use PayRange, which is an app that allows you to use a credit card or a debit card. And the reason why that is is because the machines that you put on, the the credit card readers that you put on the machines are very expensive. They're Each unit is like $700. Uh, so times that by you know, seven machines, that's a, that's a pretty good penny. And not only that, they charge you like 30 or $40 a month. And there's a transaction fee on top of that. So it gets, it adds up really quickly and yeah. I just didn't want to go down that road. So pay range, essentially it's a, it's a mobile app that uses Bluetooth. You wire in a little harness into the machine and it can detect that harness So you essentially, you load the app with a credit card and you put $25 on the app and then it will pick up, it will detect the machines and you just slide it and it will start the machine. So it allows you to to use a credit card um, on the bigger machines without having to put the the card reader on there. And it's a fraction of the cost. Wow. That's awesome. Because I feel like that's
0: probably the future and, or that's the way people are going, right? I mean, not everyone has orders anymore and. The quarter machines break, and it's probably just another thing to have to fix. Which, by the way, who can fix these things, right? If something breaks down, is that just networking to find people that fix machines like that? I mean, is it plumbers? Like, who, who fixes those things?
1: So, Maytag uses CSE, which is a company that does all their maintenance. They're kind of a pain in the ass, and that's, from what I understand, no matter what brand you go with, the hardest part is getting customer service um, to, to send somebody out. They've been decent about it, but I'm literally calling them every other day because of the machines. Um, that's probably different with different machines. You wouldn't have as much calls, but there's also local guys that are certified to work on them. Um, and that's just through networking. You find them.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, because we have in the apartment building CSC and it's brutal It's so hard. And even though we say clearly we don't own these machines, it doesn't yeah. always come back on management that you know we're the scumbags who are uh, not fixing the machines. But the good news is those are all games. brand new in February. LeBretto, I don't know. I probably should find out that it's not Maytag. Don't <laughs> put
1: Maytag in there. I'm telling you right now. Don't do it. I'll email. Yeah.
0: I'll, I'll email our yeah.
1: CSC rep and and, and yeah.
0: ensure that it's not a Maytag. She's like, yeah, they're already they're already on their way, honey. Over so how there. does that
1: work? How does that split work?
0: Yeah, with that machine. So it was when we bought the building, there was an agreement and it's the laundries in two of the buildings or each building. And there's probably 10, let's say five washers, five dryers in the one building. And then there's probably three and three in the other one. So they had, a, these are probably about 20 year old machines. Yeah, they're all and, top loaders. Yeah, all top loaders. Yep. And they had a 50 50 split. And, but they're supposed to be in charge of all the maintenance and, and the headache, right? But it's really not, not been that way just recently. But they're coming in and they're going to redo everything with, you know, credit card machines, the whole thing to make it really, really simple. And this time, the, we have a contract with them for, a five-year contract, and then we get 60%, and they get 40% for this one. Nice. nice. I think that on paper, you could make a ton of money on these. Because, I mean, it's 79 units, so it's like they're not going anywhere else to do their laundry other than that. But, I mean, looking back, I probably just would have kicked them out and just done my own laundry. If it was going to be
1: like- They called city, me. Your- Yeah. I could have split it with you.
0: You know what I mean? If it was going to be yeah. as hard as this, it is anyway- but because they were already there yeah, and we didn't know anything. We were just getting our hands on just, you know, the tenants, <laughs> that alone. So, yeah. but anyway, yeah, it's, but CSC is a big freaking company. That's a, that's a big
1: company. Yeah. Based out of Pennsylvania.
0: They're nationwide, right? They do things nationwide.
1: Yeah. They do. Yeah. And it's a pain to get to. Do you talk to Sandy for your machines? You ever talk to Sandy? No, no, but. I have to give you, have to yeah, give you the I'll number so you can number. get hold of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I need, I'll need her number. Her and I are besties uh, every other day. Uh, you know? <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> With the Maytag problems you've had. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's, yeah. it's not like their fault, right? That's just Maytag's fault. It's not problem. their fault. That's just Maytag's fault. Yeah. And it's apparently a common thing. So yeah. they just refuse to fix it apparently. So I don't know. Yeah.
0: So what's the next move? Are you looking at more laundromats? Are you just like, yeah, that's what I want. I don't want yeah. any more storage I'm good on storage or is it, I'm looking at just good opportunities
1: for both. What, what
0: what is it? What is it for you?
1: Good opportunities for both. You know, um, I would love to build out some more laundromats. Like I said, I have a a property under contract, so we'll see how that goes, but I love storage. It's super easy to manage in terms of most passive investment is definitely storage besides lending money. I do love that. It's just, they're hard to find, man. They're hard to find and you need a lot of capital. You know, that's the problem. Right now, I would love to get some stuff closed out. So we have a lot of flips that are just sitting, that are you know under contract to sell. They just won't sell. The laundromat we're refining. We're waiting for that money to come back. So once I have more, I'm gonna probably build out the laundromat and would love to get some more storage. But like I said, they're hard to find, and I'm sure you know you did the calls for that for a while.
0: Yeah, they're they're still brutal. They're brutal. It's, it's probably the hot. It's the hottest, I think. Of mm-hmm. all real estate is storage because of the ease or the simplicity. Nothing's easy, but yeah. it's a it's a lot simple, simpler, simpler mm-hmm. to manage than obviously multifamily and 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 all that. But yeah, I would say for those who are finding mixed use type properties and you think something might be a fit for a laundromat, talk to Ben. Ben would be yeah. happy to pay you a referral fee or a commission. Sure. Because that's what he needs right now. He needs mixed-use yeah. type buildings. Or do you know somebody that's got a laundromat that is maybe looking to retire and doesn't want the hassle anymore? Maybe there's some sort of way Ben can work out. Like, well, How would that look, Ben? If if someone's got something like that, is that something you're interested in?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We can make anything work. So um happy to pay for leads, mixed-use buildings. The hard part is finding buildings with parking. You have to have mm. parking for these things. Right a huge that's a huge draw so if anybody has anything let me know you know we'll make something work
0: ben that was very helpful i know it's friday it's almost five o'clock probably time for a cocktail maybe Um,
1: dinner uh, first but yeah i'll say a cocktail yeah uh
0: (laughs) uh, no ben anything you want to leave people with other than if they have anything sent to you yeah, or very helpful. To,
1: yeah, if they want to reach out and just talk shop, I'm more than happy to do that. So, let me know, guys.
0: Ben's the probably the easiest and friendliest guy to talk to. Come to the meetups. If you have questions on storage or laundromats, meet with Ben. Send him leads. Send him deals. He'll send you cash. Mm-hmm. But Amen. with all that said, Ben, thanks for coming on, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Been waiting Absolutely. for the end. It's been a while. We've we've, yeah. we've got to do this again. As soon as the next one's bought and, and built out, I want to know how that goes.
1: Absolutely. I
0: will let you know. All right, brother. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you for everyone listening. That is the Marty Grisani Show with Ben Antonucci. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into the Marty Grisani Show. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, leave us an honest rating and review. If you're on Spotify, make sure you follow us for weekly episodes.